podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back, guys, to the FPL Reaction Pod for Dream Team Tonic with me, Lewis, FPL Reaction, and Max at Maxi Arsenal, the latter of our names being our Twitter handles. How are you this week, Max? Another week, another Arsenal loss, but apart from that, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good, good. Um, I'm not, and you'll see why soon. Um, so we've got lots to discuss today. As usual, we'll look at the games gone by with our our predictions last week. Plays to look out for game week thirty four lineups, including transfers, captains. We've got a double bill of pick free shout outs, and as well as a double bill of uh, your dodgy differentials and differentials. So. Lots to discuss tonight. Um, we'll start with the game week thirty two winners, um, which was last week. So, um, so we'll start out with a shout out, uh, which was a regular player of ours um, for pick three. They had Kane, Son, and Greenwood accumulating thirty nine points, and it was at Ragnar Capital as FPL. So big well done, and um, so get following guys. So that's at Capital R Ragnar Capitals FPL. Um, I'll just give him an ad. Um, moving on to this week. Um, so the, the week just gone in pick three. This is now the second week. Um, we don't usually do it like this, but here, here goes. So the winner took 30 points. Um, so another great account in the FPL community. That was FPL uh, at FPL Texan with Ian Atcho, Salah and Castagna. So a huge well done. And uh, guys, give him a follow. So that was at capital F, lowercase PL, capital T, Texan. Um, so Give him a follow. Um, so, so yeah, so 21 points for me this week. The same players as the winner, apart from just replace Castagna with Ricardo. So, um, Ricardo didn't play. So, how did you do this week, Max? I got 25 points, which was my, one of my highest scoring weeks. Uh, Rashford, Iheanacho and Pereira for uh, West West Brom. Um, a, bit, a bit unlucky, I feel, because not, uh, not getting the win this week, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I was looking through the comments and, and I saw your 25 and I thought, well, Max could actually win this. And then three posts later, there was a big 3-0. Uh, I was expecting so. someone to have wood, but no one no one did. So Yeah, it's weird that no one had wood this week. Um, but yeah, so let's move on. Let's move on to your, um, your double bill of dodgy differentials and differential results. So game week 32, the dodgy differential was Adams and Adams blanked. Uh, the differential for that week was Madison, and he didn't do anything. So I got one one call right there on the dodgy differential. And then game week thirty three, the dodgy differential was Vidra. He did he did get an offside goal actually. So, but he didn't actually get any kind of final returns. So, again, correct call for the dodgy differential there. The differential was Triori, and yeah, he was unlucky not to get sun off, so he blanked. So. Correct for dodgy differentials, but not correct for the differentials this week. Great stuff. So not a complete, um, a complete failure this week. So you did half and half. Yeah, not a complete shambles. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, let's just get stuck into our predictions uh, from from the game week just gone. 
and we'll look at some of the best and worst assets um, from from each team and, and, and looking forward. So the first game was um, a big one for you, actually, Max. It was Everton and Arsenal. Um, it was 1-0 Everton. I went 1-1 and you also went 1-1. So we were both, uh, both slightly off on that one. Um, Orba still out. No Lacazette and Katia started. Odegaard was originally benched. Um, Leno returned. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was back forever. And it was quite a dull game, to be honest. Bit of a lack of equality. And then, obviously, um, I mean, there's, there's not much you could say, really, on the game, apart from Leno. I mean, how, how do you feel about that and, and Leno? I was concerned before the game because we didn't have a any kind of out-and-out striker. I know we had Nick Ketier, but he's not the most prolific striker. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I know we missed the front man, but you just can't be losing at home uh, again when we had, I think it was just shy of 60% possession. It was, I know the way we lost was a mistake from Leno, but it was just similar. We were resorting back to where, how we played in the past in terms of sideways football and not really creating any clear-cut chances. Um, another VAR call that didn't go our way, which but it is what it is in terms of, in terms of that. And then again, Saka... I thought he, he looks lively, but I, the thing is, um, these last couple of pods I've been, I mentioned, our oh, Saka's looked lively. He's looked mm. lively. He's, looks, yeah. he's blank now for the last nine games. And it's, I own him in my team and it's starting to get where, I, you know, what, I might even, when you're, what, you have an if, kind of affiliation to your own club's players, but I need to start considering whether it's, it's his um, returns are good enough. But yeah, in terms of the, the game, not happy at all, but, as expected, you're not going to be happy as an Arsenal fan looking at that performance. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say now, I mean, moving forward, I mean, you wouldn't recommend anyone to own any Everton or Arsenal um, players based on, well, both both teams lately, would you or would you? What Who, who would you put forward? I mean, before... Before the injuries, I mean, I would have said Tini, but Saka, like I said, Saka looks like our most lively player and he, he looks like he tries to create things, but the problem is it's not actually resulting in any, any returns. Um, so in terms of our team, I mean, Aubameyang might be just be coming back now. Whether you want to take that, it's too much of a risk for the price tag. And again, you don't know what Arsenal will turn up. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally go for any Arsenal players at the moment. Everton players... They're very similar in the sense that you can't always predict what they're going to do. Um, DCL hasn't done it recently, but again, they if they need him to start performing, they've got this final run of fixtures. Do they do they really want to push for the top four? So it's it's whether you want to take take the risk in these final games of um, FPL. Yeah, and I don't think many people would would they. So I mean. Yeah, so it's a tough one with that. So let's just move on to Liverpool and Newcastle, which was one-one, and what a uh, what a game that was um, in terms of Newcastle again. So I went with three-one, and you went two-one. We were both wrong. Um, it originally started with Jota, Firmino, Salah, and Mane all starting. So when I mean, you're looking at that, I'm thinking, wow, there's there's at least three or four Liverpool goals here. Um, maximum started. Uh, Wilson was benched. Salah, the Salah goal actually came on the fourth minute with no assists. So FPL-wise, there was no assist, but I mean, again, as soon as that goal went in and you've got Liverpool players in your team, you're looking at that goal and thinking this is just going to be a, a great a great game. Um, but Maxman looked really good, I thought, again, on the break with Almiron. I've said that a few times now and he just seems to be 
the um the sort of engine in the machine not just the engine that you know he, he is the creativity in that team um yotta came off before the 60th minute um so another another poor poor game from yotta i actually thought he had a lot of chances and he just put them wide he he, he didn't make many passes he lost the ball quite a lot so i thought he was quite poor but i mean other than that, um, Robertson actually, I thought, looked better than Trent. Looked seemed more effective, um, go go offensively anyway. So Trent had quite a quiet game for me, um, and like I said, yeah, it was all Robertson. So Robertson owners were probably, I mean, they, at one point Robertson was on all the bonus points, and and obviously, guess who scored the the equaliser in the ninety sixth minute? And I'll I'll leave the uh, the the, the equalising goal to you, Max. Man of the moment, Joe Willock. <laughs> if yeah. only Arsenal were actually fighting up against it. I mean, for the top four. I mean, the map, the points he's actually got Newcastle in terms of his goals, and the teams he's got them against. I think mean, was it West Ham, Tottenham, now now Liverpool. I mean, but yeah, it's um, similar in terms of the game. I felt I thought uh, Newcastle would score, but I felt that Liverpool would take away to um, would finish a lot more of their chances and. That's why my prediction. While it was only two one, I thought they would at least at least get the win. Um, Wilson handball, I thought was a bit of a bit of a joke. But again, Liverpool. I I think that looking at that, I know they've got Van Dijk coming back next season or, or whenever he comes back. But it looks like that at the moment they're going to be playing in the Europa. Um, so yeah, interesting interesting uh, final end to the season for sure. Yeah, so I mean, in in terms of um, in terms of assets at the moment, it's it's pretty much the the attacking the attacking players still, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm I've got Trent, and I'm I'm not gonna go ahead and get rid of him when he's he's basically an attacker in a defensive position, and he's really good at it. Um, would you recommend selling Yotta and free blanks in a row now? What what would you say to people um, asking should they get rid of Yotta? Hold or well, I've just brought him in, so I, I'm I'm not planning to get rid of him anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but it's one of those. I think it, you always the formation and also the starting eleven. Is he always going to start? But then, like we've seen in the past, when we talked about the fact that he can come off the bench and grab a couple of goals, mm. I'm not going to get rid of him. Um, I think this, even if he, like we said, like I just said, if he doesn't start, he's getting the chances and. It, he he will as we've seen he he will put he can put them away. Um, I've got Robertson the other side in terms of at the at the back. Whether I will get rid of him, I mean now I know he had a, a better game, but in terms of my own assets, you'll find later on I probably will bench him for the for the man uh, the Man United game. Really interesting you said that, and you'll see why um, favour in the pod. So let's move on to Chelsea. So. Uh, the result was 1-0, um, so I said 1-1 and you said 1-0, so you're spot on there, Max, uh, with that one. Um, Mount started, Pulisic again, Rudiger, Mendy returned and Havertz on the bench. So I didn't actually recommend anyone get Havertz, but I did say to keep an eye on him, so I'm glad he's he's sort of not exploded now and I didn't recommend him in the first place. Um, I'm not so sure what's going on with Havertz at the moment. Not starting in the Champions League tonight either. Um, he did look short of confidence in the games past, although he did score a couple of goals. Um, so, so not too sure there. Uh, Mount starting in the front three, look really attacking, um, creating, shooting, um, and then out of nowhere, um, Chilwell assisted Werner of all people. I mean, it was a tap in. I'd probably do 
um, great stuff for his confidence. But I mean, in terms of going forward, I don't think anyone's looking to buy Werner anyway, um, especially with players like Ian Acho firing. Um, but yeah, Mount, Mount saved up Werner um, from a rebound in terms of FPL, um, but, but back to Werner's usual tricks of missing. Um, West Ham were good, um, but I just think Chelsea was solid. Uh, the West Ham red card was really harsh, I thought it was accidental and um, probably a little bit, yeah, I'd say harsh, but I think it's ridiculous. I, think, I thought it was quite ridiculous, actually, but um, seeing on Twitter tonight that it's been overturned, it's it's good news for West Ham fans and West Ham, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Mount again looking great. Um, he's only he's got Fulham, he's got Fulham next, and then Chelsea hit a row of tough fixtures. So we're looking at teams like City, Arsenal, Leicester, and Villa. Now, again, we'll talk more later about what my plans are with my own team. But I think as an as an owner of Mount fan or not, I have to be looking at Mount and thinking if he's if he's he's not struggling, but if he's not exploding now, then what is going to happen when he plays? Teams like City, Leicester, and 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 even Arsenal, um, as as off form as they are at the moment. But but yeah, I mean assets are still there. Rudiger, good value. Mount, maybe not so much after Fulham. So for me, there's only one um, asset two, maybe including Mendy. But again, value wise, there's there's probably better out there with with better fixtures. But um, so what did you think, Max? Happy for the Rudiger clean sheet. Um, again, similar mm. in terms of Chelsea looking solid defensively, which is um, the only the only crack prediction of mine this week. <laughs> but yeah, look, they look solid again. But the only risk I find with um, Havertz was missing, wasn't he? James Kemp coming on later on. So yeah. whether it's the Champions League is in Chelsea's mind, and of course they do have the, the I know it's a bit later on, but will more players be rested in terms of because of the FA Cup final? But yeah, in the players to look at again, Mount weren't as too much of a risk. Um, but yeah, Mount and Rudiger, the the two Chelsea players I would look at. But again, would I transfer them in based upon the fixtures? Probably not. There's other teams that got kind of better runnings, better runnings there. But Chelsea looks solid again. So if you if you are looking to get a player, perhaps a, a cheaper defender. In Rudiger because he's not one of the most expensive defenders either. Yeah, he's a good, um, good, good value, good value player. I think so. Moving on to Sheffield United and Brighton. I didn't personally watch this, although I did know it was um, it was quite an open game. And I think Brighton um, dominated the stats actually, but they, they do that quite a lot, don't they? they their XG is supposed to be um, always really high, and they never really meet meet their xg so there's there's not there's no assets in in this one for me in terms of players um although i would suggest that given the fixtures that brighton have got coming up leeds west ham city and arsenal um i'd probably start looking to sell um popular players like valtman stuff and within within their team so i think that was a quick quick quickly move anything on the on that game max just an ex-Arsenal boy, Welbeck, missing missing very good chances. But, I mean, there's not much to say about the game. Brighton, Brighton were on top. They probably should have got something out of it. But fair play to Sheffield United for holding on. Yeah. Um, I mean, next next game, 4-0 um, to, uh, to, to Burnley against Wolves. I mean, I said 2-1 Wolves and you said 3-1. So... I think we we I think we would have been both surprised. I think a lot of people would have been quite surprised by that, to be honest. And Vidra started at 
top with Ward. And whenever that happens, Burnley are looking to um, attack. So it's really open game. Um, Chris Wood scored the first one. Wolves actually put in a lot of poor balls. and They, they were just really, really poor. Um, uh, the second goal was Wood, um, assisted by McNeil. So that's, I mean, that's that's five out of six returns for, for Chris Wood now. And that totaled 20 points. He actually scored a, a hat-trick and got an assist in that game. So 20 points for Chris Wood. Now, I mean, a lot of a lot of people would usually laugh at the thought of um, looking at Chris Wood in terms of um, FPL, um, but there's, there's, there is a few people on Twitter who've punted for him, and and they would have been massively rewarded. So he, his next games, his next games are West Ham, Fulham, and Leeds. So I mean, we're all looking at Bamford at the moment and thinking, yeah, okay, he's got great fixtures ahead, um, but but do we do we want someone a little bit different? looking to to climb maybe so he's 6.3 million um so i do genuinely think he he could be an option to be honest and i mean it it wouldn't be a massive surprise if if i looked to him in the next couple of weeks because burnley are playing such such offensive football at the moment it's um it's it's quite it's quite bizarre actually to go from defensive at the start of the season to fully attacking people now and and again, Chris Wood did look lethal. Perhaps it was just Wolves, but I say that, and then going back to his, you know, his his recent stats, and they're they're really good. Like I said, five out of six returns. So I mean, it's it, it's it's a tough call, but twenty points is it's hard to ignore. And obviously, you got the ten against Southampton, and then before that, eight against Everton, and nine before that against Arsenal. So he's he's not exactly playing, um, you know, weak weak sides. What? What do you think about the game and what do you think about um, Wood? He's an asset and I think that it's just about whether you're prepared to take the risk. Um, there's five game, five games left. Yeah. For many, including me, I, I'm considering it in the terms of if you want to kind of gain them ranks and if you've got players like Bamford where we all know that the ownership is higher, especially whether it's overall or in your mini league, most people are probably going to have Bamford. So it's a risk. Um, but I was surprised in terms of the game. I was surprised with Wolves. Um, I didn't, they had a lot of possession, but they didn't, it didn't do much with it. And um, I think Burnley should be, uh, should have re- pretty much secured safety now in terms of their Premier League. Um, but then they're still, I would say arguably that Deitch will still get them fighting just in case. So, it's with Wood. It's again, how risky are you prepared to play it? Are you prepared to take the risk? I mean, we saw people get twenty points. Um, like you said, that's the kind of rewards you can get, and it, they are playing attacking football. Um, there's some games where I feel like it is a bit risky. Where maybe Fulham, they're they're going they're going to be going for it, but they're going to be tired of the bat, not wanting to concede. But yeah, it's it's a risk, but. Like like they say, with big risks and big rewards. Yeah, I think when you mention Chris Ward, it's not it, people don't initially get excited by that. But when when you've got as many returns as Chris Ward has in in your past five to six games, especially comparing to other budget strikers, at the moment, I mean Watkins is ticking away, isn't he? But he's not exactly um, banging in the goals like um, you know like Ward is at the moment. But but yeah, let's move on anyway to. Um, to Leeds and Man United, probably one of the worst 
um, games in terms of quality um, that I've that I've seen um, this season, and I've seen a few few bad ones. So I said three one, and you said two nil. Um, so there was no Cavani, Pogba, or Rafina to start with. Um, initially, great for Bruno owners and and captainers of Bruno because um, statistically Bruno is better without Pogba. So I mean. It was really, it was really, um, it was really, really poor. It was an awful, awful game, and and nothing gave me hope um, as a as a Bruder owner um, moving forward. I mean, the United fixtures aren't great anyway, so I mean, surely, I mean, personally, I won't be scared of his ownership to to get him out because having watched him um, constantly as an owner, he he's looking, he's not looking poor because he's a great footballer. I mean, poor in terms of. FPL returns and and to be honest, he he he's been like that for a while now. So he needs to go now for me. He's he's a hundred percent going, and um and we'll see what happens further in the pod uh, transfer wise. But just want to flip that over um a little bit with the Leeds defensive assets now looking better than attack. It's quite interesting because you've you've I know you've got uh, Meslier and obviously you've got Dallas. And, and Bamford, so I, I feel like at the moment, at this ta- point in time, you've got the perfect free for Leeds, Le- the Leeds fixtures um, coming up, um, because because yeah, so I've got Bamford and Dallas at the moment, and I'm thinking, who am I going to? Do I want Rafinha when he's fit, or do I want a defensive player? Because Leeds look really solid lately defensively. Yeah, they're letting in a couple of goals here and there, but these are the top, top teams in Leeds playing them actually look like a top team. So what what, what are your views on the game? Meslier, I think, is... Uh, I'm very happy with him in terms of his clean sheets. Again, uh, Leicester are looking solid more defensively. But Meslier, I think they said he's got the most safe points now. And he's, is he the highest scoring goalkeeper? If he's not the highest, he's in the top three for sure. Um, he's, he's definitely rewarding me. I wasn't expecting a clean sheet actually against against United. But yeah, Leeds, uh, it was a poor game um, overall. Leeds um, missing quality in the final third. And United just, they didn't really look like they, really, they lacked intent. Um, Bruno, I understand you want to get rid of him. Um, you watch you'll get a penalty against uh, Liverpool and then <laughs> your your mindset will completely change. But yeah, I think in terms of the amount of um the amount of blanks, it is what it is, I think, at the moment. Um I would take him out personally. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, move moving on from that game, I think is is an expensive risk and with a lot of people owning him, if you don't own him like I do, I think it was a it I was quite happy that he didn't do anything. Yeah, so just to double check you on the Meslier, um, he's actually the second highest scoring goalkeeper this season. So he's ahead of Edison and he's only 20 points behind Martinez, which sounds a lot. But in terms of, I mean, this is Leeds we're talking about, you know, they're so open at the back. So if, I mean, Mesley's got to be doing something right to be the second highest scoring goalkeeper but but yeah they're the options anyway so let's just move on to Aston Villa and West Brom um the result was 2-2 um we, I mean I think we both expected a close game I think you expected a few more goals didn't you so I got I got the correct uh result um but 
didn't get the score line. So just a simple Barkley um, well, Barkley was taken down for the Algarzi penalty. Who finished it? West Brom then scored a penalty as of um, Pereira. Uh, Ming's an own goal to make it 2-1 to West Brom. And then Watkins assisted Davis to make it 2-2. Um, so, I mean, overall, um, I don't trust Villa at all anymore. And I'm even looking at Martinez and thinking, do 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 I do I sell him? Is, is, he, is he a waste of a transfer? Or, you know, and then there's also... West Brom asset now. I mean, we've we have mentioned Pereira before, and he seems to be he seems to be you know ticking ticking away with the points at the moment. And because West Brom are fighting at the moment, it seems that he's going to keep picking at points. Now his last his last few four games, ten points, two points, nine points, and then twenty one points. So I mean that's that's great, isn't it? For a five point five million pound midfielder. And then looking ahead, you've got players, you've got teams like Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham. Now, difficulty wise, they're red, but all quite uh, leaky at the back. So, and I mean, look what they did to Chelsea, five goals. And that that's where his uh, prayer is, you know, that's where his 21 pointer came from. So, I mean, if if you if you're if you're if you're a player who likes to risk it, is Pereira worth a shout? And what did you think of the game, Max? I think Pereira's worth a shout. He's four four point nine percent ownership, I believe. Four goals and two assists in his last five games. Um, and as you say, West Brom are fighting now. They have to give everything, otherwise they will get relegated. Simple as that. Um, I expected uh, quite a lot of goals. My prediction being four two was probably a little bit optimistic as a neutral. Uh, Midlands kind of derby, I was. <laughs> but I did. Um, yeah, I did expect the two be goals. Uh, Villa and. Say it again, but Villa just look a different force without Grealish. They, without him, they just don't look at. Then, as we know, they just don't look as good. And I think it's impacting Ross Barkley as well because looking at Barkley, Ross Barkley in that game uh, in early on in the season, I thought he looked really sharp. And I thought, Do you know what, Aston Villa with him and Grealish, they could be causing a lot of teams problems. But since Grealish has gone, I know Barkley has been he hasn't been playing all the games, but he hasn't been look, looking as good as he was perhaps and as clinical as he was. I mean, it's earlier days when he was at, at the likes of Everton. Um, but in terms of assets, Pereira, again, looking... If I was to pick a player out of them two teams, Watkins, I mean, I know he got the assist, which was a little bit lucky, which many people are annoyed at. Out of them two teams, if there was a player I would get, I'd probably get Pereira. Um, yeah, I think I think I agree with that. I think Pereira could be an option. There's a, there's a lot of disappointing midfielders at the moment. It was only last week that we were talking about all these midfielders that that were performing, and now you've got the likes of Jota, Madison. I mean, even Mason Mount. You know, all all um, all blanking um, this week. So let's 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 move on to Leicester actually um, versus Crystal Palace. I said three nil, and you said you said two nil. So it was two one, and Ricardo didn't start again. Um, for me, I just completely got it wrong. I, I should have, I should have gone with Castagna, um, and I tried to be too clever with Ricardo. But again, we'll talk about our teams um, in a bit, a bit more further in the pod. So Palace, Palace actually started really well, um, and and actually scored the first goal. So Eze looked great. Who who assisted Zaha? Um, we're going to talk. We're going to touch upon Crystal Palace, maybe in the next part with the um, waiting on the news of the potential double uh, game week in thirty-five. So we won't we won't touch upon that yet. But um, but yeah, 
eyes on Zahar at the moment. Um, but with City next, it might be a bit of a struggle. So, but yeah, really poor from Leicester first off. I didn't, it just didn't get Madison into the game. Didn't get on the ball enough, I felt. Um, Iheanacho assisted Castagna. So even though the clean sheet went, um, the owners were rewarded with the Castagna goal. Madison came off on the 70th, which was so, so stressful. And obviously I know you captained him, so that must have been even worse for you but Ian Acho absolutely like out of absolutely nothing not even a half chance um scored probably uh, one of the best finishes I've seen this season from a striker so so in in terms of assets Madison not looking great so they play Southampton and Newcastle next so I'm I'm expecting a lot of returns from Madison in within those two games because after those two games, Leicester could well struggle. Um, their final three uh, are Man United, Chelsea and, and Tottenham. So, uh, but in terms of uh, Ian Acho, I mean, if, if you have, if, if you, if you're, if you're uh, an FPL manager out there and don't own Ian Acho, it's just a case of why, because at the moment he's, you know, he's, he's, he's probably the most informed striker in the league at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I mean, a tight game, Leicester won it. I mean, they're pushing for top four. They they do deserve it. So we'll keep an eye on 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 their FPL players in the in the next the players in the next um, couple of matches against Newcastle and Southampton. Um, but but yeah, what what do you make of that one, Max? Yeah, Nacho, the main man again. And as you say, why wouldn't you own him? Well, I don't own him. <laughs> I think that's purely because again, I think I've. When when there's a player that starts scoring, the mistakes I've made this season is I feel like I've missed the train and then I'm just too late to get kind of back on it, mm. um, which really I can recuperate a little bit because, as you say, he's got he's, he's scoring out of nothing. Um, he's got some tricky fixtures, arguably, towards the end of the season. Um, so last three. So you could argue there is a risk there, but in yeah. the current form, it looks like he could probably score against anyone. He was unlucky to not to get a hat-trick of assists um, with Vardy and Perez missing real good chances. I don't know what's wrong with Vardy at the moment. It seems like his confidence is just is just gone. But Madison, as you say, I, I was very frustrated with him. Um, I I know it's frustrating when you play as a cam. You can end up getting, blending in in the background. But he, So you've got to sometimes get involved a bit more, and he just didn't do that. Um, Hopefully he could do something more against Southampton, but as a as an owner who have had him now for the last few weeks, it is frustrating. Um, but yeah. it's I think he can improve against Southampton, and it will be more open game for him. So we'll we'll see how he do, how he does there. I think yeah, I think I can agree with you on that. That um, Southampton and Newcastle are big games for Madison um, in my team as well. So, so and for just, the Euros, sorry to interject. I mean, if he has any yeah. plan, even a glimpse of hope in playing in the Euros, he's got to buck his ideas up very, very soon. Otherwise, he's definitely not going. Yeah, agree. That's um, a really good uh, pickup. Yeah. Um. So, with 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 all that in mind, you've pulled one back on me. Uh, this week, Max. So you've got an exact score prediction with the one 0 Chelsea. We've both got two correct results each. So you've nipped me on that one. So that's pretty much makes it two one now. So 
get you've got one back, Max. I'm happy. I'm very happy because I think if you hit three 0 I think I just start to lose hope, and I think who am I up against? Is someone that play that wins soccer um, Super Six every, every? I bet you're getting them right on there as well. <laughs> I'm top of the Super Six. I'm in my uh, in my little mini league. Yeah, but an awful week actually. Um, which we'll move on to now. So let's just have a look at both of our teams now and how we did um, this week. So, I mean, an awful, awful week for me. Um, and and it was, it was, I felt there was a fit when I was reading my team out last week on the pod, um, and it, I included this in my blog that I felt that there was a bit of a fixture swing and, and actually predicted a red arrow for me this week, but just didn't expect it to be as big as it was. And you'll and you'll hear why now. So, so Martinez got two points again um, against West Brom. Maybe should have come away with more in terms of saves. Um, only one save point actually, which was um, which was probably the worst part because he's he's quite active in terms of save points. Um, Sice. So frustrating. Um, I actually brought him in for Dallas for a hit. Um, I think you rigged him, mate. I think you you <laughs> he was doing well. He had two straight straight uh, performances before that before you brought him in. Yeah. So so zero points. Um. So so yeah, it, a complete failure of a transfer. Um. Trent two points. I think a lot of fifty fifties went against me this week in in Newcastle scoring in the 96th minute against Newcastle when there was only four minutes added on it it, it sort of highlighted the sort of emphasized the start to how bad my week was so two points from Trent there um Pereira didn't play actually probably the the best thing to happen was him not playing um so I luckily got Dallas um off the bench with six points uh, Bruno captain six points it's not a return a clean sheet but uh, or, or awful, awful. Um, yeah, just just needs to go really. Lingard two points. I expected a quiet game for Lingard, and that's that's what we got. So two points. Madison two points. Um, frustrating one actually because I felt that Crystal Palace were were a good opponent for Madison to pick apart. Um, and and, and knowing actually that Crystal Palace in the last six game weeks have had the highest number of shots in general showed me that they were so, so attacking that Madison could pick them off on the counter and Leicester sort of built around that sort of counter-attacking football, aren't they, with with Vardy and stuff. So, but yeah, complete um, complete fail with, with Madison there. Mount, another three points. I think in the case of Mount, it was more of him not having the players around him to put away chances. There was a chance right at the end. Uh, it was actually seconds away from finishing. The, he, he put a ball on a plate for Tammy and um, just completely headed it over the bar. I think it went like a, an extra goal, actually, on top of that goal above the bar, which was frustrating, but from a, you know, from a few yards out. Jota, one point. Terrible game. I mean... We we go on about Werner having so many chances, um, but Jota, oh God, he was he was terrible. And um, I mean Bamford one point. I expected nothing again. Didn't really uh, expect a lot anyway. Um, so it was only until I got to Ian Acho um, on the last day that I thought. You know, because I was on for a uh, probably the the biggest drop of my season. So Inacho, twelve points, amazing, a world class finish, and again stopping my week from becoming even more horrendous. So a team total was thirty seven points, 
awful, awful week and probably my worst one yet. So massive progress actually last week with a 30k green arrow. But with that score, it dropped me back from 570k to 645k. So a 75,000 place drop, balancing out the, the great week I had last week. Um, but I, I, again, I expected it. I expected the fixture swing could within my team. Um, but knowing that the, the following week I would have a really, really good looking team and, and we'll come to that um, soon. But that's enough about my um, horrendous, horrible week, Max. How how did you do this week? I didn't do too much better, to be honest, uh, Lewis. I, did, I got 40 points. Um, I had a, if I start off from goal, so Meslia got me um, seven points save point i'm surprised he didn't actually get any bonus points to be honest i was a bit well surprised i say i was a bit annoyed actually but um yeah he's looking good again if he's if he's not getting clean sheets he's getting me the save points which is so he's he's been kind of my oh wow player. wow sorry max pulisic just scored chelsea against rail get in there get in sorry carry on that's, a, that's a solid away goal there i think amazing that, goal i cannot believe that um, Go on, sorry. That's all right. Uh, looking at yeah, looking at some uh, um, going on to a Chelsea player, Rudiger. Rudiger got me eight points, which was the most out of all my players this week. Um, so another kind of my defense was really kind of saving me this week. Um, Dallas got me six points. Robertson three points. And Sice zero points again. Sice is uh, it was really frustrating. Um, Dallas, I mean. Yeah, he didn't do much against um, United. It was, but yeah, I was happy in terms of a couple of returns in the in the in the back four and the goalkeeper, midfield. Yotta, yeah, one point similar to you. In frustrated that he missed so many chances. Yeah, Ashford, three points. Again, frustrating. Uh, he's he's a bit risky for the price now for Rashford as well. He's I think he's nine point five million, nine point four million. He is a risk. Uh, Saka, like I said earlier in the pod, I think it's nine games now he's blanked and he got me two points and it is frustrating now. And I'm only on the basis that we've got arguably a good fixture to connect. I'll I'll give him another chance. Probably a bit biased because I'm an Arsenal fan. Uh, Madison was yeah. my captain and I, I was not happy. That, that for my whole game, it was pretty much resting on Madison. If Madison got a return, I would have got a green arrow, but he yeah. didn't. He blended in the background and he only got two points in the game, which was which is awful. Bamford up top, uh, one point, which, yeah, we know how he played. He didn't, he didn't do much at all. Watkins, when everyone was moaning about the assist, I was just, <laughs> I was very happy that he got it, even but, though it, yeah. it wasn't an assist, really, in my opinion. But, yeah, so he got me five points. Again, I, I've had a lot of midfield blanks, to be honest, um, recently. I mean... The game before the game week before last, um, I had a midfield blank. So I, I'm I'm getting really frustrated with some of my midfielders, and perhaps they're too differential, maybe. But that overall, before the Leicester game, I was I was in a green arrow, but it ended up being a, a 20k drop from nine to 924 to 945k, which is frustrating because after last week, I wanted to move forward again because I had a kind of a 220k rise. Again, frustrating, but. It is what it is. Um, sometimes you you have these weeks, and unfortunately, uh, you've had one this week, and I've had a few the last five weeks. So, 
yeah, we move on. We move on to this week, and our teams are much more prepared. I feel for this this upcoming game week. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, like I said, there was a there was a fixture swing within within the team, and I, I wasn't too um, too confident with the team going into that week anyway. Um, but let's 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 move on. Um, we, we've got to move on um, and get back to to the green arrows. So let's firstly lock in our predictions for the next game week, and let's start with uh, Southampton and Leicester. Um, so I mean, what a game this could be for entertainment. Southampton leave more space than, than most teams, and but also love to attack. Um, and, and Leicester probably the most dangerous in the league for the counter attack. So I mean. For the Friday game, I feel like this is a really, really good, um, entertaining game to to have. Um, so, again, a, a great game I'm expecting for players like Ian Acho and Madison. Um, my prediction was is three one Leicester. So I think Southampton score. My prediction is three two Leicester. Is one query I do have is I'm not hundred percent sure, but Ings I remember in the um. The FA Cup last, he, he kind of limped off. I don't know if he's how how he's doing at the moment, but if he does play, I think that'll have an impact. But I'm got yeah, going for three two. Yeah, um, I think Ings is still arched. I think it's a hamstring, but but yeah, like like you said, we'll we'll um we'll see. So the Saturday early game is Man City and Crystal Palace, and um for for me, um although Crystal Palace were were good against. Leicester, I think that's because Leicester allowed them to get hold of the ball, um, whereas I don't expect that from City at all. And I, I, I mean, I expect a pretty heavy loss for Palace, so I've gone for 4-0 City. 3-0 City for me. Asset-wise, I don't know. They're very tricky to pick a City player at the moment because you never mm. know who's going to play. Foden does look like he's playing every game, so perhaps he is an asset there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Foden will probably be a player next season that I think could be sort of that premium like player. But it, the problem is, is trying to predict when, like the rest of the Man City team, when when they're all going to play. But but yeah, Brighton and Leeds. Honestly, um, I would have looked at this game and thought this is probably going to be a great game, but I can just see it being a really dull defensive game but I still think Leeds will will nick it so I've gone for a 1-0 Leeds I've gone for a 2-0 Leeds perhaps yeah looking at the way Leeds played in the last game you could expect them to to not be as if not been clinical maybe only a one goal they score but I'm hoping that they improve somewhat and, and get me some sort of return yeah um, Chelsea uh, versus Fulham um, Fulham they're not very clinical at all, um, and, and and it's a an easy two 0 win for Chelsea for me. I've gone for three one Chelsea. I think yeah, kind of West London derby. Um, I'm predicting Fulham to get something in terms of a goal. I don't think they get a result, but three one Chelsea for me. So we never win uh, with Chelsea there. Um, Everton and Villa, two sort of average form teams at the moment they can score but they they also can concede um again two teams that i don't think will win many games um from now until the end of the season also so i've gone for a 1-1 draw i've also gone for a 1-1 draw on the basis that villa um 
while they piled the pressure on against West Brom, they still did they still didn't look amazing. Um, Everton also don't look very strong, and they need DC, DCL to start doing things. But both teams kind of pushing for as high as possible. I've gone for the one all draw as well. Mm. Newcastle versus Arsenal, interesting game in that it's really hard to call um, because Newcastle seem to be playing. Um, great football at the moment and, and, and to be honest it, as a Chelsea fan I probably wouldn't want to play them now because they just seem to be nicking nicking these goals in the last minute well Willock does um, but I mean Willock can't actually play against his parent club can he so he can't and I saw a few people actually transfer him in uh, I saw someone post on Twitter like a picture of all these people that transferred in <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there's always yeah, one I, I think I still think Newcastle um, with Saint Maximin. Um, I mean, he's great at the moment, isn't he? It's like it's like watching a a world class player, and that might sound um, very reactive, but he he f- for me watching against Liverpool, he looked like the best player on the pitch, and we're talking better than Salah, Yotta, you know, players like this. So so for me i think he will have an, a big impact here so i've gone for a 1-1 draw i can't pick a winner in this one based on newcastle's form adding on to the saint maximin he was well he was at psg wasn't he um so he he is a player that has got that kind of talent and you can see it when he dribbles with the ball and his um agility and changing directions so quickly it's definitely going to cause our defenders some problems um Bloody with Gabriel, this kind of centre of gravity of like a bloody sumo wrestler, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll win this, and I've gone for three-one. Um, perhaps a bit optimistic again as an Arsenal fan, but if Aubameyang is back, which I believe he should be, I don't know how long it takes to recover from malaria, but I assume he's okay because he's getting his mm. haircut now. So as he's posted, I think online, um, <laughs> Odegaard, <laughs> Odegaard looks to be back. Um, I think they should put Xhaka in centre midfield again, and I don't know how what the situation is on Cedric, but he can play both sides, left back and right back. So I put him there to cut, so we can get a kind of hold in the midfield because Danny Kabayas, I feel like is, I don't, I don't rate him as as much as in the midfield, in the kind of centre in the midfield to kind of to control the game. But there's normally goals between us and Newcastle, so that's why I'm going for the three-one Arsenal. Man United versus Liverpool. I mean, some would say this is game of the weekend, but after the Leeds game, um, United seem to be um, lacking, a bit lacking of motivation to, to to win games. They're pretty much in that second position in the table where they're, they're so far behind City, they know they can't catch them, but they also are aware that Leicester and Chelsea have got tough games ahead of them and for them to close the gap we we have to be winning every single week so I think they're quite comfortable at the moment um, which also connects to the fact that maybe Bruno might not be an FPL asset anymore but um, for that reason I've gone for quite um, a cagey sort of sort of match um, in 1-1 I've gone for the 2-2 I think there's in both teams there's kind of the individual talent for some some brilliance. Um, as a neutral, I think I'm hoping that there's a few goals. And of course, we've got to kind of remember it is a, is a derby. While you could look at that from both perspectives, one being that they both don't want to lose. But on the other hand, you could look at that and be like, well, both teams want to win. Um, so I expect, yeah, that's why I've gone for the, the two all rather than 
maybe a nil nil or one one like like you did. Spurs Sheffield United. Um, I like this game a lot in terms of FPL. Um, and I and I do because uh, now that you now that Mourinho's been sacked, it seems that Mason is going to start using these attacking players to attack games, and I'm I'm feeling like this could be a great game for Kane, Son, and maybe even Bale. So I've gone for a three 0 Spurs. 4-1 Spurs, perhaps a bit optimistic, get, uh, Sheffield United getting a goal, but yeah, I think they might get a consolation, to be honest, and, and I know Spurs will want to bounce back after that final loss, and looking at goal difference as well, if they are to compete for the top four, they're minus four in terms of goal difference behind Leicester, they're two behind Chelsea in goal difference, they've got two on two plus two on Liverpool, so if Spurs are looking that, you know what, we want to try and get in the top four, then obviously these last few games, goal difference as the points maybe get a bit closer in terms of the gaps, goal difference might be a factor. So that's why, yeah, I've gone for the, of course, Sheffield United not being very good uh, defensively as well. So you would expect goals as well from that, that point of view. So West Brom and Wolves. Um, Wolves look awful at the moment. and It's it's just not great when their best players going forward, Triori and Pedance, don't look like they're in, in form at, at all. Maybe it was a one-off um, Triori last week. He just could not put a ball in um, to save his life. But I've gone for a, a, a 1-0 West Brom. I think they look strong at the moment in terms of attack. Um, and I don't think Wolves have got enough to score against West Brom based on current form. I could be surprised, but yeah, 1-0 West Brom. I've gone for a 2-0. Um, I think, yeah, I just think them. I just think there'll be a bit more goals, to be honest. I just think they're going to be more, I think there's going to be a bit few, few more chances, both teams going for it. Yeah, I just think there's, yeah, there's going to be a little bit more goals. And Burnley and West Ham. So, a big, a big game. I think in terms of um, in terms of goals, both love to attack. West Ham not looking as um, as potent at the moment, but I, I just think Lingard could probably cut Burnley to pieces um, if Burnley are playing that massively um, overloading attacking football. So I've gone for a two-two draw. One or draw for me, um, Burnley. That as we've seen against obviously last game they won four 0 but I think they will be more conscious of West Ham. It players like Lingard that there's more of attacking assets there. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just gone for the one all for me. Okay, so that's our predictions locked in um, for next week. It's time to get to the main part of the pod um, where we look into game week 34, transfers, captaincies and potential lineup. So let's just look into my transfer plan this week. It's safe to say that it's obvious who is going and that that is Bruno. He just needs to go. United look very relaxed in their play lately. It seems they're really settled on second place, as I said before. Um, it's, it's, it's like... Again, it's like they know they can't catch City and also know that Chelsea and Leicester can't actually catch up to him. He's, he's 11 million plus. I'm at a point where his ownership doesn't scare me now at all. Um, we've, you know, we've not got many games left. I need to start making a climb. My rank's not good enough. I'm not happy with it. And he's, he's just not passing the eye test at all. He just looks totally off it, actually. Um, interesting because I'm stuck between Son and Bale. Now, 
Son is is the type of player that you that that you'd want as a premium. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm I'm trying to be clever and and I don't mean that in terms of Ricardo. I just mean in terms of the fact that we know that Mason played Bale in his first game. We also know that Mason didn't play him, didn't start him against Man City in the Cup. Now that could be potentially because of, I mean, it's two games in a short period. Whereas now we've got Tottenham, who are sort of have these games every every week or so now. So I feel like Bale could be an FPL option. I just feel he's more explosive than Son as well. I'm not totally set on this because they play Sheffield United and Leeds. Now for me, Son suits Leeds more on the counter attack, whereas Bale seems to suit Sheffield United more in terms of breaking down and creating stuff. Now, I mean, either way, a double Spurs attack with a new manager and good, great fixtures ahead, in fact, is, is, is something that I need. I, I need two Spurs attackers. And I think most people will go into the week with two two Spurs attackers. It's just who. So, Son or Bale, that's my transfer. And obviously, I'll confirm it closer to the deadline in my blog. With that in mind... Um, my team feels pretty stacked this week and I've had to make some tough, tough decisions in, in terms of my bench. So start with Martinez. So he starts, Pope's on the bench. He's he's playing West Ham um, and, I, and I do think West Ham will, will score. So Martinez plays Everton. Not much between it this week, to be honest, in terms of keepers. Um, I think it's, it's, it is a close one um, and it could go for it. It's just a 50-50 um, a, choice for me. Uh, Regulon easily plays um, a great game to get more than just a clean sheet and, and potential to hit double digits against Sheffield United. So it's no brainer for me. Dallas plays against Brighton. Definitely he'll, he'll 100% start. Um, a really good fixture for Leeds because they've tightened up now. Brighton aren't great going forward. Um, they waste a lot of chances and, and like I said, Leeds tighten up. That we don't, we know what Dallas is like going forward as well. He's he's having what a shot on target at least every game. I mean a brace against City. Uh, he's he's just one of those players that you just can't leave out. I mean I left him on the bench last week against Man United and he's got six points. You know you just can't leave him out. Um, Trent. So tough one with Trent. Um, if this was any other United, any other defender against United. I wouldn't play them. But as I said before, Trent feels almost like an attacker, whereas if you don't get the clean sheet, there's the potential to get the attacking return. Uh, midfield is Son or Bale. Again, haven't really decided on that one yet. Um, it's a tough one because Son Son has done well for me the past couple of game weeks. So it it's do I want to take someone out who's already performing to someone who might just perform the same amount or yeah, it's a tough one. Um Lingard could have a field day against Burnley for me. Um and this isn't because Burnley are you know this they Burnley aren't good defensively, they're not. Um they they're letting in a goal every game at least at the moment. But they're also scoring a goal per game. Um but Lingard, yeah, great, great fixture for me. Um moving on to Madison against Southampton, could again rip rip to absolute bits um, in terms of the back line. It, Southampton pushed their back line so far up that 
I can just see Madison playing well. And if he doesn't perform or return in that one, I will be shocked. Um, Mount looked great last game. You know, he, he had off, he's got off form players around him. So it's, it's a tough one. I do expect Mount to get something against Fulham, but it could be last game for me. Uh, captaincy is on Kane at the moment. Felt like a no-brainer, but when I thought about it more, and knowing that I've already got Kane and Son, potentially captaincy could switch to Ian Atchum or Madison if I wanted to be differential. So again, it's probably going to be Kane, but it could be could switch to Leicester, a Leicester, a Leicester player. Ian Atchum again, similar to Madison, could have a field day. Um, yeah, let's move quickly on to Bamford. Um, off form, disappointing. Potentially could get some form against Brighton here. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, my bench is Sice, Jota, and Ricardo, three players that have fully stressed me out this week. So the bench isn't a massive surprise, is it? Um, I mean, I've got high expectations this week fantastic fixtures ahead so i mean what are you planning max any any good fixtures any any good transfers sorry not any transfers this week um like you lewis um my team i am very undecided with my team at the moment because i'll go through it and then i'll discuss some of the reasons why i'm a bit undecided so mesler in goal which is not a surprise um dallas in defense as well as well so i'm really hoping for a um double clean sheet there and perhaps a Dallas attack in return as well. Uh, Rudiger is starting for me in the back, um, which isn't a surprise as well. Cancelo is also starting at the back. I'll see how City... This is a very much preliminary decision. I'll see if uh, he starts against PSG, which he might. I would expect him to. But I feel like he, if if I do start him and he doesn't come on, of course, it's not ideal because then I have... But, and then if he does start and then... It's a kind of catch-22. Um, if he does, I'd be gutted if I put him in my starting lineup and then he comes off the bench for five minutes at the end. But I'm going to, for the moment, I'm starting Cancelo. Um, in midfield, Madison, uh, as expected. Um, I know you said that you might captain Madison, but only, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm steering away from it this week only because, obviously, what happened last week. But that is by no means saying that he won't do well this week because I feel yeah. like he can, but I'm just not going to take any risks this week um, for my captain. Saka is also starting. Um, I moan about him not returning for nine weeks and you probably think it's mad that I'm actually, hmm. well, it could be it could be 10. <laughs> but it's against Newcastle. If you've got a Bamiang up top, I feel like we, we've got a lot more chance of returns. Um, and if I was to say one Arsenal player that has played um, played well, it has been Saka. Rashford, I'm starting uh, for the moment because, again, it's a derby and Rashford, I feel like some, he kind of ups his game sometimes in, in the big games. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's in my he's in my team for the moment. Uh, Son, Son, I've got in my team and I'm he is my captain for the moment. I feel like he's, you saw all the all the tears, tears on the, on the weekend after after his loss. Um, yeah. uh, perhaps he's looking to redeem himself. He'd be starting, I believe, for sure. And he's he's up against, obviously, Sheffield United. So there's some chances there. Um, yeah, so I feel like... And I need to be a bit... As, of course, we know, my rank isn't amazing at all. Um, so I know most people will captain Kane. Do I think Kane will do well? Yes, I think he will. 
Um, but I think there's also a possibility, well, I hope a high possibility for Son to return as well. I've got Yota currently starting, but I'm very lucky. Uh, this is this is the one thing that I might change. I may put Yota on my bench, and I've got Watkins currently on my bench. Now I'm considering, I'm considering taking out Watkins for Inacho. But the only thing I like, I said earlier in the pod. Leicester have got some difficult games um, coming up. They've got Man United, Chelsea, and Tottenham yeah. still to play. But then they have got Southampton, Newcastle, which, and even then, Leicester can they actually score against them teams in terms of um, in terms of Tottenham and and Man United? Yeah, I think he could. So I'm potentially going to transfer Watkins out. Um, not Bamford, even though we've we've moaned about Bamford. I, the reason why I'm not is because I feel like looking at the fixtures, I know you sometimes need to look at form over fixtures. I feel like he's going to get some chances. So that's why I'm keeping him in. So, yes, currently up top, we've got Bamford and Kane up top. So on the bench, we've got Size, Robertson and Watkins. Now, the order of that bench is obviously I need to need to consider that because Cancelo might not play. Um but yeah, uh, that's my team for the moment, and I'm hoping for some so better performance than last week. It's very interesting that you've backed the the attackers in the Liverpool United game, and I've backed the defenders. We've obviously started Trent. You've benched Robertson. I've benched Yotta. You're starting Yotta. Really, um, <laughs> one of us is going to lose out. <laughs> yeah, really interesting to see um, see to see how that plays out. So, anything to add there, Max? Apart from that, no, I'm taking the risk again with Son, but I feel like we're at the point of the of the season now where if you're you've got to be taking risks. I mean, I, in my opinion, not only because it's more fun in terms of watching it, watching the games, but in terms of your rank, it, you you have to take a little bit of risk. Um, so yeah, that's why I've took a bit a bit more risk than perhaps usual. But is is Son a risk as captain? I mean, look at what he was doing at the start of the season. He was, I think he was at one point the highest point scorer. So yeah, it's. I don't. Maybe it's not as big of a risk as I make out. Yeah, I don't think he's a risk. I think. I think he could be a. I think he is a definitely, de- definitely a good captain choice. Um, this week definitely. Um, I just, I just think maybe Kane. Um, only because of penalties. Now, like I said, we're, you're looking to climb. So again, Sun would probably be a great, a, a great option to, to you know, to to choose as your captain. Um. But but yeah, I mean, let's let's just move on. Um, so that's us this week. Hopefully, um, a a good week all around. Um, a good good set of fixtures for our players as well. Um, which we might not have had. Um, the week gone. Um, let's just look into the pick three round that's coming out. If you if you haven't heard of pick three and you're a new listener, um, you just pick three players that you think will accumulate the most points. I will send out a tweet tomorrow um, because of obviously the, the social media boycott. So I won't be, I will be sort of joining that. And um, I think you are as well, aren't you, Max? So I won't actually be available on social media from Friday to Monday. Um, so the game will go out tomorrow and it will, the deadline will be Friday um, when, when the boycott starts. So, um, is that something you're going to be doing as well, Max? The boycott, the social media boycott with the Premier League. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll be doing that as well, just to, just to show um, kind of unity in terms of us, us on the pod, and also in, in general with the Premier League clubs as well. 
yeah, it's it's great. Also, just to mention that there's there's there is um, a lot of a lot of people out there doing it as well. Um, so so yeah, my my picks anyway for the pick three this week: Ian Acho, again, um, Kane and Regulon. Yours, Max. I'm surprised we're regularly on Lewis, but <laughs> I guess he's yeah. playing Sheffield United and he's got the potential for a clean sheet and uh, and an assist. And I just yeah, it. I just think Sheffield United is so awful, aren't they? Um, that that and, and Ragwillon actually looked really, really good going forward when he when he assisted Son um the other night twice actually and the first one um got um barred offside but but yeah I, I think this week is a good week to have Ragwillon now I could be wrong. Um so yeah what are you going for Matt? Kane Son and Salah. Um I'm not messing about with the Spurs boys this week and I said um some individual brilliance will be needed with the Manchester uh, Manchester United and Liverpool. And I think, obviously, Salah has the ability to do that, so I'm going for them. Great stuff. So let's just move on um, quickly to your part of the pod, Max, which is your dodgy differential and differentials ahead for gaming 34. Yep, so I'll just do a brief um, description of dodgy differentials. So it's kind of as, as it sounds, a differential, which is a little bit dodgy, a player that you feel is a bit risky, potentially a player that can get you up the ranks, but is perhaps a bit too risky and, you're, and is sometimes a player that you maybe think is like the next undiscovered um, Bruno Fernandes. But yeah, a little bit risky and a little bit dodgy. Um, and then, so for this week, my dodgy differential is probably a little bit of a surprise. And I've tried to move away from midfielders and strikers because that can be maybe a little bit tedious and I wanted to do something different. So I've gone for Digny, however you pronounce his name, the, the Everton left back. So he's 8.8% ownership. He's, for, I think it's, I looked at him earlier, he was 36th position in terms of points. I think he's, he's, he's risky in my opinion on the basis that there is a lot of alternatives to get. At one point I did have him, but looking at the ways sometimes at Everton, you don't know how they're going to play. Um, and I feel like there is defenders that you could get that, Offer more, and yeah, so and he's not the cheapest as well. No, just uh, to so answer that, sorry, he's probably the bane, been the bane of my um life this season, and would fully back him to be your dodgy differential because he is so dodgy. Uh, but yeah, carry on. No, yeah, that's what I mean. I had him at one point as well, and I took him out, and then he's one of those players where. One week he could just bang in a, a 25-yard free kick, be running down that line and get an assist and do all sorts. And then the other week he kind of, him and Everton players in general, just go missing and they get a substandard performance. So, yeah, that's why he's this week's dodgy differential and a defender, so something different. Uh, this week's differential now, I feel like, as we I mentioned in the pod, it'd be a bit unfair if I didn't name this player as a differential this week. So the differential for this week is Pereira. He's got four goals, two assists in his last five games. Um, and yeah, I feel like his, his ownership is only 4.9% uh, ownership. And he's coming up against a side that just shipped four, uh, four against Burnley. So yeah, I feel like he's um, a player that you could potentially make some gains with. And with West Brom pushing to, to stay up in the league, I feel like he's a player. Perhaps he's a player that I should... Um, put my money where my mouth is and bring him in as well. So perhaps you could see a, a transfer in uh, later in the game, later this week as well from me. Wow. Well, there you go then. I mean, 
I, I don't want to touch upon it again, but he's not a bad. He's not a bad choice at all. Um, West Brom are fighting. Um, so so yeah, why why not? Exactly, and I'm 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 fighting to gain some rank as well. So, exactly. it goes hand in hand. So that's that's everything, is it then, Max? From from you in terms of uh, dodgy differential and differential. Yeah, that's the dodgy differential and differential this week. So just to recap, dodgy differential being Digne from Everton, Everton left back, and the differential being Pereira from uh, West Brom. So, guys, that's everything covered. We're aware that looking ahead, there's a high chance of a double game week in game week 35 and then blanks uh, following that in game week 36. So we'll cover that when that's confirmed officially. Uh, Thanks for listening again to the FPL Reactions pod with Dream Team Tonic. and Max, hopefully a good week ahead um, in terms of both our teams and our FPL team. So nice to catch up. Although I've probably spammed you a bit too much regarding Ricardo Pereira this week. So at least you won't have to hear anything about Ricardo for a week. But yeah, hopefully a good week, Max. Yeah, hopefully some rank gains and some risks that actually pay off. So yeah, good luck to everyone uh, listening and obviously good luck to you also, Lewis. So yeah, thanks, Max. And we'll, um, we'll catch you again, same time, same day next week. And I mean, fifth Tuesday in a row where there is a Chelsea game playing when we're recording. So hopefully that doesn't continue. Luckily, I don't have that problem with Arsenal um, forgetting what the Champions League is. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Until nice next time, guys. Yeah. See you later, Max. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye.